I just want to take a minute and give you an update. Ohio Fish Rescue is ran by uh, a family of individuals, the the Price family. And Big Rich and Josh are the ones that uh, work on it with uh, Big Rich's wife, Tracy. And she has been in the hospital this week and is not doing very well and needs your support. They don't know exactly what's going to be going on, but it's not looking great. And they need your, your prayers and your financial support since... Big Rich is self-employed. Insurance isn't the easiest topic. And in the show notes, there will be a GoFundMe to certainly help out these wonderful kind people that have devoted their lives to saving fish. I uh, couldn't stress more that uh, take your time, let them know that you love them on their Facebook page. They need your your prayers and support and consider donating a few dollars. So far, we've raised over $3,500. And of course, that's not going to be a drop in the bucket for uh, weeks in the hospital. So certainly uh, consider donating and please pray. Now let's get back to our regular scheduled programming. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here to remind you that Valentine's is right around the corner. You can't forget your lady. Your lady ain't gonna forget you. You need get her something to know what she means to you. Don't get her roses. Don't get her chocolates. Instead, go to joeshrimpshack.com. Get her the hottest, the sexiest little shrimp you know she wants. At checkout, use promo code AquariumGuys for 10% off that hot order. Don't leave her hanging. Show her that cherry red shrimp at joeshrimpshack.com. Let's kick that podcast. Welcome to the Aquarium Guys podcast with your hosts, Jim Colby and Rob Zolson. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Happy... I, if you're listening to this, it's probably going to be close to Valentine's Day, so happy day of love. I am Robs Olson, and I am alone today in the studio. Jim and Adam are both, you know, frankly, crapheads, and they say they need something called vacation, and I'm like, well, what about our loyal fans that love us? So Jim is out on the Monsters of Rock cruise. Um, hopefully, he's going to be able to find one fan on that cruise and sign their uh, derriere. But uh, Adam is uh, out enjoying time with his family. So I'm in the studio alone, and we have a pre-recorded podcast that will blow your mind, but I just got a couple of reminders before we kick off. Probably a reminder, actually. Please... Come see us March 21st at the Aquarium Expo in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We want to hang out with you. We are setting up a booth solely to hang out with you guys in a wonderful setting where you can see fish and have a great time. So come see us. We'll be right at the uh, front, apparently, is what we're told. So uh, we'll have a good time and uh, hopefully get something uh, signed for you. We're not even having a merch booth. We're literally just setting this up to hang out with you. So come hang out with us and... Please start uh, keep submitting the images to Discord. After Jim gets back, I will make him select some of his favorite photos and send you out a mysterious prize that Jim has yet to tell me about. This is what happens when Jim leaves. He just leaves me at the wheel trying to come up with something. He should have had this done before he left. Shame on him. But again, guys, if you like what you hear today, 
please go to our website, AquariumGuysPodcast.com. At the bottom of the website, you will find a donation link. That's a great way to support our podcast. Otherwise, you know, support our sponsors. Joe uh, from Joe Shrimp Shack is a great guy. And hope you like the show. I'm not, I'm not just going to leave the introductions for, you know, Rob's in the past. And here he is. So I just want to put a reminder out that this was on location and we did the best we could for audio ability. Uh, Mahoot has never been on a microphone much less a podcast before, so please forgive uh, any discrepancies in the audio. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today I am on location in Vining, Minnesota with a, uh, a guest, Hoot Becker. How are you doing today, buddy? Good, how are you doing? Wonderful. So we, we also have, you know, Jim here. Adam is uh, still down in southern Minnesota, so, you know, poo on him, but... Uh, yeah, Adam decided to take the day off because he's got family stuff going on, but we are up here in a blizzard and it is a nasty day. So Rob goes, let's go for a drive. I said, yeah. Absolutely. I wouldn't miss this for the world. So today's topic that we're going to talk about is the bait business. We want to get into it. Now, that's not an aquarium subject, but we can learn a lot. If we learn anything from the DNR of them, how they breed walleyes, do the entire fisheries program, I bet there's going to be something we're going to learn off of the, the bait business. So Hoot, you are a bait expert. How many years have you been baiting? You know, I'd say 45 years about. 45 years. Yep. So you're not that old. So you must have started like when you were a kid. Seven. Yep, I'd say he's eight, nine years old, ten, yeah. So I'm assuming, uh, you know, I'm pretending because I, I know a lot about this, but this is a family yeah, business? Uh, it was, yeah. My brother died, my brother my brother died, my dad died, yeah. So now it's just me, basically, yeah. So is it second generation or did your grandfather start this as well? No, no, my dad did it. No, he started it out, yeah. Before we get into too much, we want to look at some background. So what's the inspiration that maybe your dad told you before he passed of, you know, what what enticed him to make a bait business? Well, you see, he worked for a guy who did this stuff. And he figured instead of working for somebody, he'd go on his own, you know. He's like being in the outdoors. Oh, like God, the, yeah, 100%. Uh, he always did, yeah. Like the amazing suntans you get uh, by floating on the boats? You see, years ago, we caught a lot of frogs, bait frogs, going to the sun all day, yeah. I have so many questions. I don't even know where to yeah. start. So let's start by, uh, again, 45 years, just doing this since you were a kid, grew up into it and loved it yourself. Yes, 100%. You're an avid outdoorsman by seeing oh, yeah. your house. You have yes. plenty of mounts on the walls. Oh, yes. So you, you hunt, you fish, you do it all. Oh, yes. So what do you capture for bait or what have you captured in your career? Mainly frogs, mud puppies, and leeches is about it. A few snakes years ago, yeah. And well, minnows, I'm assuming. Oh, minnows, well. too, yeah. yeah. We have a lot of fur years ago, too. Manx, coons, muskrats. So, uh, not just bait business, but you also did quite a bit of trapping. Oh, God, for 30 years, yeah. 30 years of trapping. Oh, God, yeah. So, let's talk the logistics of the business. So, let's just pick on leeches to, to give perspective. Because most people, they don't give two thoughts of where yeah, leeches yeah, come yeah. from when they go to Cabela's on their way to a, a fishing no, or hunting sure, trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wake up, how do you collect or farm leeches? Well, I just go around in small lakes, ain't got no fish in you throw a few traps in. If it shows up, you need to go back and put a lot of traps in. So small lakes, could it be, you know, we always have the question, what's the difference between a lake and pond? I always think that the lake is capable of not entirely freezing over in the winter, and a pond does. Is that No, the main thing, as long as there's no fish in it. There, there can be leeches in any lake, as long as they got no fish. So if the fish are there, yeah, they'll the eat leeches them up. go bye-bye. Yeah, they'll eat them up, yeah. So just go to any, essentially... Lake, pond, Any pond, a smaller lake, yeah. So how many lakes or water bodies do you say you touch in a year with your business? Because I'm assuming not you don't do this alone. No, no, not as many as I used to. Maybe now it's down to 30, 40 maybe, yeah. Years ago we had like 100 of them, yeah. 30, 40 lakes. 
Not in a day, but in a year. Right. right. Well, I go back and forth to them, yeah. So what what point do you start in the spring and when do you end in the fall for just leeches? We usually the mid-April till mid-July about. Mid-July? And yep. then it just gets too hot? Yeah, the lace gets scummy and gets hot, too hot, yep. They think the old ones, they lay eggs and they die off too, I think, yeah. They're just not the populace that you once had? No, no. They're, they're going down too every year. It's harder and harder to get, yeah. Again, you start with, say, Lake A. You put traps. What are the traps that you use? Oh, I use I use various different traps, yeah. So what's your favorite trap? Boy, I kind of keep that a secret. A secret? <laughs> this, is, this is the podcast that we ruin your secrets. Yeah, yeah. Come on, no, man. no, no. He's going to have to punch you in the throat for that. All right, so let's not talk about your secrets then. All right, we'll, we'll work you through the podcast to melt yeah, some of these yeah, secrets yeah. out. Yeah. So let's pretend that if Robbie wants to go catch some leeches because for some reason he wants to feed his aquarium fish some leeches, what oh, yeah. would Robbie do to build a trap? Well, what most people use is uh, they take a piece of tin and they um, flip flap it back and forth. It's called a flat trap. You, so you, you make like an accordion. An accordion? No, you, you bend it over and over and over. Okay, so it's just a flat piece of metal yep. that you bend into an accordion structure. Yep, yep, yep. And then then you put bait in between the... Okay, what, in the between the, the slots. Yeah, in between the slots, yeah, yeah. And then what, the leeches hook onto the bait, so when you pull yeah, it they up, crawl they're in there. to the bait? Yeah, they, they crawl in there, they're stuck to the bait, yeah. Then, you, then you rub them out of the slots, yeah. And what do you use for bait? Oh, mo- mostly kidneys, beef kidneys. Beef kidneys, yeah. So to get the beef kidneys, you go to local uh, farmers or butchers and just no, get No, no, Long Prairie Pack, and they sell them there, yeah. Uh, like a meat locker? Yeah, meat lock, a meat uh, packet plant, yeah. And and you can buy boxes of frozen. Oh, yeah, you can with 30-pound boxes. Yeah. Right. And so What it, is that, a pound? It varies 50 cents to 30 cents, yeah. That's fantastic. If I know I ever want to, like, you know, put blood and organs across Jimmy's lawn, I would uh, go to a locker plant and make 30 cents a pound. That's, that's, that's worth a prank right there. Oh, that'd be a lot of fun for everybody, wouldn't it? So yeah. I'm going to take a quick tangent. You know, I know we have a ton to go over. Yeah, yeah. But uh, quick story, now that we're talking about the Jimmy's uh, front lawn, I uh, did a boo-boo. So I was out Memorial Day weekend some year, and we swap to our relatives' grave sites. We swap out, you know, the fake flowers from the grave site and then put fresh ones out, right? So I pulled last year's fake flowers, and basically it was just rotting plastic plants, and then these wooden crosses with chipped off paint. So we, we had a bunch of wooden crosses in the back of our trunk, and we're like, we got to throw them away. And Tanasa leans over to my wife and yeah. says, we should put these in Jimmy's front yard. There you go. So we go to his front yard, <laughs> right? We stake these white crosses all over his yard. Little did we know that Jimmy was going on a trip, and his son was going to have to watch his house while he was gone. And uh, how did that go for you, Jimmy? I got a panic phone call. For my son, we were down, we were down at the Minnesota State Fair, and my my son calls me up and he goes, "Who in the heck did you piss off?" I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "There's three white crosses in our front yard." Yeah, and I'm going, "What do you mean there's three white crosses in my front yard?" He goes, "There's three white," and I go, "I don't think I know anybody from the Ku Klux Klan that would come over and do that to me." Yeah, and uh, he was ready to call the cops until we kind of figured out what happened. No. Yeah, it was the best uh, best prank I didn't oh, yeah, intend we, to do. We, we didn't think of anything of it. We just thought we're throwing garbage in his lawn. No. But then, nope, I forgot. They're like, you know, rickety, creepy crosses. So next time when I do put more garbage in your yard, I'll make sure to get 30 cents a pound organs. Yeah, just please there throw, make yeah. it look like a slaughterhouse right before Halloween. It'd be kind of fun for everybody. Yeah, have, yeah. have a little fun. Make the smell. Make it ripe. Oh, God, yes. That's right. All right, so you use a flat piece of metal that's an accordion, right? Yeah, yeah. You put the, the meat pieces, the organ pieces, on it. The leeches grasp onto it, but there's no, per se, trap or basket it falls into. You're just no, no, getting no, the no. leeches that are on the meat. Yep. They, they, they stick, 
they stick in, in inside. They'll, they'll stick in the tin too. Yeah, they'll stick to the tin. Yeah, the aluminum. Yeah. So growing up in Minnesota, I remember there being two le- type, different types of leeches that I deal with. You have your normal black leeches that you see in the bait store, yep, yep. and then you see like red belly leeches. What are yep. the difference between those two? The fish won't bite in the red ones. Get like a poison. They won't eat them. Yeah. The, the just distasteful or something? They're distasteful, yeah. yeah they won't something eat that they won't eat? No, no. I was always told that they're the ones to bite you more readily in the lake. Yeah, they, no, they'll, they're actually, it's the little ones will bite you. There's little round ones that, are, you know, you can see them on mud turtles and stuff. Right. They're called like a planter leech, yeah. I'm getting kind of creepy crawly thinking about it. Well, that's the ones that'll bite you. You get them between your toes and, yeah. So you have this metal trap, and I'm assuming you put it on a string. Yep. And on top, what do you use to float them? Just a piece of foam? Piece of styrofoam, yeah. So you put all these out. Do you mark the traps? I'm assuming there's a, a bit of theft you have to worry about. No, no, no. See, it's all private lakes, pretty much. So when you say private lakes, like all the property around it is pri- uh, privately yeah, yeah. owned. It is, yeah, yeah. So you, you know, have uh, agreements with. Yeah, the well, yeah, we, we lease all the lakes. Yeah. Oh, you lease the lakes. Yes. So it's just like you know, a few bucks a year, yeah, or whatever yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy peasy. Not, nothing's free. No, Private not free, access. No. Yeah, yeah. So what do other uh, baiters do? Because I'm assuming that not everybody is lucky enough to get leases to some of these uh, water bodies. And if if a, if a lake runs up the road, you can go off the road legally. As long as the road runs, lake, as long as the water runs up to the road, yeah. But if there's private property, you're crossing private property yeah, to no, get to a no, body. then you can't do it, no. Because no one owns in the state of Minnesota. No one no, no, owns a, bo- mean, yeah. a, yes, a yes. body of water. No, no. As long as you run to the road, you can go, yeah. So if it's a public body and they can get access from the road, there is potential theft issues. Yeah, there could be. Yeah. You just don't know that they're going to steal your trap and whatnot. So no, I, n- I never had no trouble. No. The leases matter. Oh god, oh, yeah. yeah, big time. All right, so. After you get the, the leeches in, I'm assuming you, you just bucket them, you bring them back, and we're actually at your, your place, and you have these uh, shed facilities. You yep, know. yep, yep. Virtually walk us through. What are what are these sheds for? So you got a flowing well. You just put a tank. You just build a wood tank, like a like a 4 by 8 tank, you know. The water runs in there, and you got a drain going out. You keep them in there. pretty simple, yeah. So when you say 4 by 8 tank, I'm trying to remember because it's been, it's been like three years since I've been out here looking at, uh, yep, looking yep, at, your, yep. at your leech beds. So what you have is again everything like a lot of the fish farmers. It's it's low cost. So you have wells dug down. Yep. So I got a flowing well. I got an artesian well here, so you don't got to pump it. Yeah. What's an artesian well? Well, it's free flowing. Yeah. So you just tap it, and it's. Yep. It comes out. Yeah. Easy enough. So how, how lucky did you get to get very, that? Very very lucky. Yeah. Your dad must have been like, yes, we did it right. Oh yeah, it flows a hundred gallons a minute. Yeah, it flows. That's insane. Yes. Yeah, we, we bought the place. It was here, so we got lucky, yeah. You bought this place yeah. with all the... Fi- yeah. So someone else was baiting. No, 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 no. They just had the well. Yeah, they just said the well happened to be here, yeah. And so does, does the well go all your own? Yeah, it does, get, yeah. But, 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 but I got a deal. I can tap it off if I want to. Yeah. I was going to say, so is it, is it flowing right now when it's... When it's uh, no, 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 I got to turn it off, yeah. Okay. Just, just enough so it don't freeze. You leave it enough run just so it don't freeze, yeah. Okay. So you always, regardless of freezing, I'm assuming you don't want to stop it completely. No, then it'll freeze, yeah. Well, even in, like, the summer, it, it, I don't know, like, how long you can stop a t- type of well from just stop uh, flowing. I don't I don't know how these wells work. No, you can stop and then open it up again. There it is. It's a faucet. Yep, it's a faucet, yeah. You cheater. Yeah. You're just sitting there looking for a place. I'm like, I'm looking for a well. You're not looking for three bedrooms. You're just no, looking no, for a, a well. We, no, it just happened to be here. We looked at a place that's happened to be artesian well here, yeah. So, were you alive when Dad and your mom picked out the property? Yes. So, you got to, like, yeah, Dad, let's do this one. Well, we all did, yeah, shit, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yes. 
All right, so now we got the well situated. So yep. it's all groundwater. And yep. in Minnesota, you know, we have a lot of different uh, water bodies above ground, below ground. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it comes out about the same temperature at all times, right? Like oh, it does. 50, it's, like it's cold. It's 48 degrees, I think. It's real cool cold, yeah. Real cold. Yep. And that's no matter what time of year. No, it same. Comes so out it's the cold. same. Yep, yep, yep. It's a deep well. Right. Oh, it's like 125 feet, yeah. So you make, again, to put these leeches in so you can keep them until they get shipped or wherever they need oh, to yeah, go, yeah, yeah. you have made, are these made out of wood two-by-fours? The, the, the no, that's like three-quarters plywood, yeah. You got no four legs on, yeah. And then Pretty you just simple. seal the plywood. Yep, yep. And you have so much current and flow that if it hits the floor, you're fine because you have very uh, vaulted floor drains. Yeah, yeah, I got a drain, yeah. Drains in the lake down here, yeah. So how many flats would you say, because these are like tank, plywood tank flats? Yeah. How many tank flats do you have in your, your main shed? Oh, eight, nine, I think, yeah. And they're how many feet again? Like four by eight, yeah. Four by eight. So when you go in there in the summertime, you'll just see all these flats, buckets upon buckets, getting dumped in these uh, flatbeds for yeah, leeches. Hopefully lots of them. And it's continual water flow that you have at that 48 yeah, degrees. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you run a little bit of water in every tank, yeah. So the leeches are cold. Again, they can handle the, the cold climate and oh God, preserve yes. the leeches. So oh, God, oh, God, it keeps them alive longer. Yeah, God, yeah. So the, the, the whole secret there is just keeping the water running, fresh clean water. And clean and cold and fresh, yeah. And you don't have to run filters. You don't have to go no, through any no, of the no, mess. No, 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 All right. So you have your first batch. You go out the first day of April. You try to find where the leeches are at. How yep. many days from the trap dropped until you have to bring it up and check it? Put traps and you check it the next day, yeah. The next day. So yes. every trap you put out, 24 hours, you're checking it. Yep, yep. So how many traps do you have out per person? Because, again, no, no, it isn't just you. No, it's just me, basically. No, yeah. Like two guys. Well, see, one guy, no, I run the motor. One guy runs the motor and I check the traps, yeah. So two guys, how many traps do you do out in one time? The most we have out is like a thousand, yeah. Depends on how many lakes are trapping, yeah. How long of a day do you work for a thousand traps? Probably six, seven, eight hours, I suppose. That's a nine to five right there that you got to look for. Where's Mike Rowe when we need a dirty job? That's right. Yeah, but every day is different, though. See, some days is more, some days less. So what, what uh, constitute a long day for you? Like... Oh, years ago, we went from dark to dark a lot. Years ago, we had more lakes to trap. So. Just because more lakes? Or yeah, we had more lakes full? to go We had more lakes to go over, yeah. Like, how do you feel? Because you're using five-gallon buckets to put the leeches, I'm yep, assuming. Yep, yep. And then you bring them home. Uh, do you have, like, a full truck, and now you got to go unload? and Yeah, you got to unload them, man. you got to clean them, wash the dirt out and shit, yeah. So how many leeches for to fill your truck and you have to drive home? Oh, a good day, you get two, three hundred pounds in a good day, yeah. All right, next question. Let's just see. It's a chain of questions. You see the theme here, Jimmy? Questions. Questions. You have a five-gallon bucket. You're filling just leeches. There's not a lot of water in that bucket. How many pounds is on a five-gallon bucket? Like, what on the water is 40 pounds. 40 pounds per five-gallon bucket. Yeah. Well, that's why you're so buff. You know, just yeah, you're yeah, ripping yeah. shoulders. <laughs> that's uh, that's what's happening. So, again, how many pounds do you say to fill your truck? God, just a six-by-eight box, whatever it, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you probably get about 20, 25 buckets. I, yeah, I say about 25. Your poor suspension on your truck. You, you very seldom get that many, though. Well, still. In a day, yeah. yeah. And, so. and so once you get those those leeches back, I, I know you have to go back and, and after you, you clean them, uh, you have to sort them for size, correct? Lose your all one size. Lose your all kind of one size, yeah. Okay. Because I, I know like a lot uh, uh different places that I go to, yeah. they'll have, you know, the jumbos, the larges, the yeah, smalls yeah. and stuff. And there's a, a incredible difference in price. Retail oh, there price. is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but most of the time they come pretty much one size, you know. Okay, so you're lucky well, enough like that. Yeah, pretty I'm much. I'm assuming yeah. when you get to a lake, 
they're not going to be mixed sizes because it's going to be what the certain month they'll be this size. Next month, yeah, they'll be certain bigger. lakes. Some lakes are always jumbles, and again, some are always small. It seems like every lake is different. Yeah. So just like any other critter, it's based on yeah. size of uh, where they can live, the yep, food yep, yep. that's available. It's got to be the feed, I'd say, is why you know some lakes are always got jumbles. So let's talk about the leech itself in a natural state in a in a pond or lake that doesn't have fish, mind you, because yes. the fish will eat them. Yes. What do they feed on? I'm not sure. Must be all those small organisms, shit. I think, yeah. Just anything in the dirt. I'm sure it must. I don't really know for sure. Not a lot of research on them in the ponds. No, I think they're they're just must scavengers. Eat, they, they must eat a lot of larvae and stuff. I think. Yeah, yeah their scavengers are very predatory. I mean, oh, yeah, if, yeah, a, yeah. if a fish dies, they'll eat that. I mean, they'll eat just about anything. Well, I think they, they, they. I think they'll eat bugs in the water too. I think. Whatever's, whatever's in the water, they eat that little stuff you can't see. I think. Yeah. The miracle of leeches. They just yeah. hope they survive on something. Yes. Jimmy, you must have a ton of questions. Please, don't let me just run the show here. Well, I tell you what, I, I'm, I'm so intrigued by, by leeches because I my full-time gig is I'm, I'm driving a truck around the area, and I have many places I go to that, that sell leeches. Yeah. And and I hear, I get leech reports. It's not like a weather report. I get leech reports from my different different people. I say, yeah, you know, yeah. how's leeching going? Oh, this week's been great, and now it just crapped out. Because oh, that, they'll do that too, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's gotten too hot and stuff. But I, I know the big thing is that they're always looking for the jumbo leeches. Oh, God, yes. By far. And I, I've got several guys up at, up in the Northland where, where they're buying, you know, three, 400 pounds. You said beef kidney, right? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they buy the beef kidney. They, they chop it up. They, they put it in their traps. And then they um, go out and collect the traps every morning. But up north where, where I'm at, they have a tremendous amount of problems with people stealing their traps. Oh, I'm sure, yes. I'm or else sure. they'll come. You know, the, the one guy was telling me a story about he'd come out every morning. And he goes, how can I not catch a leech every single day? Yeah. But yet all my uh, bait is gone. And so then he just set up some trail cameras. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh I can tell. If, if there are leech, leech coming in, you know, they suck the bait. You can tell right away if there's some in there. Yeah, and, and this guy, he had set up some trail cameras along trees along the oh, way. Yes. And these guys were coming out at, at, at you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, and they're taking all the leeches and stuff. Oh, yeah. And you're talking leeches getting... Uh, Wholesale, sometimes what nine to twelve pounds? Oh yeah, yeah, nine, $10 nine to twelve dollars a pound. A oh pound. yeah, God, yeah. You know, and you go out and and, and wait, 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 wait. Did you just say nine to twelve dollars a pound? Yeah, yeah. So wholesale. I can get either ribeye or a pound of leeches. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You decide. Yeah. I'm taking the ribeye. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that kind of blew my mind right there. But yeah, yeah. You know, a, a lot of these guys up 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 north. Uh, you know, they'll go out and, and on a good day, they'll get, you know, 50 pounds of leeches and, you know, they're done by nine o'clock in the morning. But there again, is it's a, it's a tremendous amount of, of work. No oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard on the body. The bugs are terrible. The mosquitoes, uh, you know, the sun, the stinging ex- insects out there. Oh yeah. And so there's this, it, it's not easy. Everybody goes, oh, it's going to be easy money. You know, it's just like ricing. If up here in Northern Minnesota, a lot of people go ricing. Oh, I know, yeah. yeah. And ricing is, is uh, good money uh, when the when the rice crop is good, but um, it is a tremendous amount of work. Well, leeches do it all depends on the weather. You know, if you've got nice sunny weather, calm, it's nice. But then sometimes it's rainy and windy. and Yep. Yeah. So um, you hate Mondays more than most people? <laughs> not really, no. No? Okay. Monday don't mean nothing to me, no. Rainy days and Mondays. <laughs> Rainy days or Mondays. We can put that right here. Yes. Right. We from, need a, we need a new T-shirt from the Carpenters. Oh, there's a song. There's a song by the Carpenters yes, called that? "Rainy yeah. Days and Mondays." All right, get, we'll, me, get me down. We'll put we'll, it right here. Right here. Hanging around, nothing to do but frown. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Yes. 
That was a fantastic song. That was, uh, made me misty eyed. <laughs> I, lo- I love Karen. <laughs> I just thought you were dry in the eye. No. No. Yeah. No. no. I'm just looking over your shoulder at the blizzard that we're, I'm watching right now thinking, I wonder how we're going to get home tonight. You negative, Nelly. No, no. You, you know how many beers it is to get from here to there? I, you don't drink in the car. Shame oh, on Oh, that's you. right. I forgot. How many drinks you need to get there before we leave? Yeah, I, I'm thinking about how many drinks I need to get before I get back in the car with you because you drive like a maniac. All right. Yeah. More than this many. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Again, 24 hours, you check the trap. Yes. Then you bring with a five-gallon bucket back. You yep. put them in your flats. Who, yep. who picks them up? Do you have distributors or wholesalers that come around? Okay, one guy, Irving Bait. I owe some to him. Irving Bait over here. Well, a shout out to, uh, you said Irving Bait? No, Irving Bait. Irving Bait. Bait company over here. Irving is a town in, in Minnesota, so they must. Uh, no, it's by Spitzer Lake over here, towards the peak. Perfect. You know, if you know what the peak is at. Another another secret you don't need to know. We, we, yeah. This this podcast goes out to so many people. We just try to give a city in, in Minnesota to give you an idea because you know we got people in Ireland, Australia, the UK. Yeah. So uh, check it out, Irvine, Minnesota. But uh, they come yeah, once a week or during the baiting season. No, it depends how many I get too. Yeah. So you're like, all my depends flats are, are full. You better get your butt out here. No, you know I got no trouble selling. He's got to get them. Yeah, big ones. Yeah. Gotcha. So, you ever have to deliver to him, or he strictly comes? No, out I to pretty you? much deliver them to him. Yeah, he's close by within oh, ten that, miles. Oh, that makes it handy. Oh God, yeah. So, do you have to weigh them? Do you weigh them here before you go over there? Yeah, I weigh them here. Yeah, yeah. And and do you reweigh them over there? No, he, no, no, no. You don't, because I'm assuming that that his scale is probably a lot lighter than your scale. Well, no, who's no, an no. honest individual. Oh, man, yeah. Come yeah, on now. Yeah, but I mean, oh God, yes. I give more than I give them a little over all the time. So. Do yeah, because they'll shrink a little bit right away. Well, I mean, we all have that problem, you know. Yeah, I know. Mean? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it is cold out. <laughs> Jimmy's uh, nickname is Shrinkage, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Your name is what? Nubs. Nubs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's so mean. So, uh, hoot, yeah. I cut my fingers, like sliced to the bone, like three weeks ago. Yeah. With a glass ornament for an aquarium. Yeah. And it's just been nothing but grief from this guy over here. Well, I'm sure. Shame on you. You should feel bad for my disability. <laughs> it was it was kind of funny because he he yeah. sent me pictures of of his bloody fingers and stuff. So I gave him the nickname Nubs. Yeah, right. there you go. <laughs> don't worry. Next time I'll send you the gory pictures. No, there you go. no, you yeah. don't want those. Yes, yeah. yeah. I want to see it. No. Okay, so that is the you know leech life that you're uh-huh. you're rolling, but to go a little bit deeper into the conversation, you don't ju- at least in the past because again. Yeah, yeah. Your it seemed to be like you're downturning the business, or you're making it a little bit easier in yourself. You just told me that for the first time in years, you're using a boat motor. Yeah, yeah. So imagine like a day in the life of Hoot, right? Yeah. You have a pickup. You have a special flatbed boat that you put in the back of yeah, your pickup. Yeah, John boat, small John boat. Yeah. Right. And you drive out to a lake. You yeah. literally pick up the boat by yourself. Oh yeah. Bring there's... it to the water. Yep. And then you oar yourself across the lake. Yeah, you throw seven, eight, ten traps in. Yeah. So how far do you go across the lake? Just close by? Just close by. Spots? You don't, don't got to go very far at all. So oh, still, fi- that's, that's 50, a ton of work. Maybe 50, 60, 70 yards. Yeah. So do you stay, when you when you trap the leeches, do you stay close to the to the uh, shoreline? or? or? It varies. Sometimes they trap deep, sometimes shallow. Depends on the time of the year and everything. Yeah. So is it better trapping shallow or, or deep? That varies, like I say. It all know, depends on the temperature yeah, and the weather? Depends where the weeds are at, everything. everything. Every lake is different, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He goes out there. He sees a bunch of people skinny dipping pff, deeper. You know what I mean? Nobody yeah. wants to see that. Yeah, they're feeding on those people. He he needs the good ones that are hungry. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's for sure. Let's see. So minnows you also done in the, the past. So yeah. 
bait business versus you know scientific names is completely different. So if you go to a bait store, yeah. you'll see names like Fathead or Crappie Minnow. Yeah. You're not seeing those names if you try to look them up on the internet. So everything has a different name. Like before, you know, I was like, hey, do you have Rainbow Shiners? And you're like, I got these. Yeah. And you bring me what was like red striped. Um, That's rainbow minnows or dace they call them. Right, yeah. red striped dace. Yeah, yeah. Well, and rainbows. I was looking for like a rainbow sh- uh, shiner, completely different breed, but that's what they call them in the bait business. Yeah, they yeah, sell yeah, as yeah. rainbow shiners. Yeah, yeah. So, what type of minnows have you sold in your your bait career? Mostly suckers. Yeah. Mostly suckers. So, as an, a bait enthusiast, what does a fisherman use a sucker for? Everything. The bigger ones for northerns, walleyes, everything. Yeah. So they literally take the live uh, sucker, bait them up, hook them up, chop them up. I'm assuming they keep them live on purpose. Yep, 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 yep. They, so they usually use them live, yeah. They use them live, put hooks on them, cast them out, yep, and yep. see what happens? Yes, yes. They drag them to the bottom, you know. So in Minnesota, we have an ice fishing tradition on top of our summer fishing. Yes. For those that are listening, because we have quite a few people who don't understand what ice fishing is. People literally wait for the lake to freeze over a certain inches. Yep, is yep. that like four inches to walk? No, two inches, yeah. You can walk in two inches. Well, yeah. safely so, walk. I'm a three, fat yeah. man. Look at me. I'm going well, through You might ice. need six, yeah. You might <laughs> need <laughs> ten. I might need six. No, I think we're all in agreement. Ten yeah. inches would be good for you. <laughs> yeah. Two, you can walk. Four, you should walk. Yeah, you can. I know what you mean. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, what was it? Eight, you can get a small vehicle, like an ATV. Yeah, ATV. Yeah. Ten, oh, yeah. car, 12, yeah, no. truck. I drove on 10 inches already. I know I drove on eight, nine inches with a truck. Yeah. Right. And just for people listening, too, you have to realize that because it's eight inches deep over, you know, Yeah, here, it varies, especially this year. A yeah, hundred yards over, it might be six inches. And we, we have people that drop cars through the lake. Oh, God, yeah. Over and over and over. We've seen that how many times already locally where the uh, cars have gone, you know, through the ice. Most of the time, it's not that scary, though, in most situations because you need, you go to a lake that doesn't have live springs or doesn't have a river flowing into it. And generally, it'll be within a reason. So if you see it 12 yeah. inches you'll be safe in those like thinner spots because the thinner spots are only 10. So once you have yeah. that 12 inches or, or more, you can drive. Oh, it's been, oh yeah. You can drive I your see. camper and oh, your God, friend's yes. camper. Yes. And you can have a car lot on the lake. Yeah. So if you go to some of these big lakes in Minnesota, they have Lake of the Woods, a lot of these vacation areas. They actually have whole cities on the ice. Oh, God, yeah. They pull out, like yes. how big is your fish house? Not real big, eight by sixteen. It ain't real big and happy, but oh yeah, not real big, eight by sixteen. Well, nowadays that's a small way, cottage, sir. Well, they're way bigger than that nowadays. Well, of yeah. course, yeah. So eight by sixteen, that's a small trailer house. Like I, I've been in your fish house years ago. I don't know what you have now. That's right there. You can see it right there. Oh, see, definitely trailer house, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you have bunk beds in it? No, I don't. No, not anymore. Not not mine. No, no. Okay, but you have a, like a full like uh, you know table kitchen area. Oh yeah, pretty much yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's like a small living space. Oh yeah, it is yeah, yeah. And most people in Minnesota like they have these bigger ones. They do have it where they can stay on the lake for a week. Oh god, yeah. And use it as like a little vacation area. And even on the bigger lakes, they pull out small trailer houses with kitchens in them and have diners on the lake. And some even got a basement. No. Right. And it's, satellite dishes. <laughs> it's crazy. So people yeah. do live on the ice uh, in Minnesota if the ice conditions are correct. And they ice fish. They drill a hole in the ice oh, and yeah. we fish right out. Yeah. So the, there's, and, and, and there's a lot of festivals that we have in the area. I mean, over here in, in Walker, Minnesota, we have the Eopold Festival. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll have 15,000, 20,000 people out on the ice. The same ice, together. Together. Yeah, yeah side by side. Yeah. And, and they'll throw big tents up. They'll put bands out there. They'll open bars out there. They've had strip clubs out there. And I yeah. tell you, and it just gets crazy. Hey, um, what? is that why you have glitter on you? Uh, never mind. I thought you were just fabulous. <laughs> I am fabulous. 
But uh, one of our local lakes around here, they're going to have, I think it's next weekend, I think they're having a, a big party out there on the ice. Big they've, concert. They've got three or four bands out there, and they and people just go out there in their bib overalls, and, and they probably keep the tent about 50 degrees, and, and, and your beer never gets warm. Yeah. And it's it's when you're bored, you'd be surprised what you can find to do in the Northland. Right. Oh, yes. So what, one of the other like le- less known traditions, because people do know about ice fishing, is spearing. So what they do is they have specialized houses that they bring out to the ice, and they cut square blocks into the ice with a chainsaw. Yep. yep. Chainsaws cut through ice real easy. Oh god, yeah. So you cut a big square block, and what's the foot? Like four by three, sometimes bigger. Yeah, I'd say three by four, about basically, yeah. Your average size. So it essentially gives you a window to the ice below you, and what you oh, do yeah. is you use either suckers or you make fake, fake fish decoys, decoys yeah. to hang. They call below them a decoy, you. yeah. And what they do is you wait for like a northern pike. Yes, that's all you. That's all you can spare is northern pike. Yep, yeah. and you sit there in the dark, and you look down because again the lights going through the ice. So you use that that hole for your light in your fish house. Oh yeah, and you just wait for a northern to yes. to swim by, and then you sit there and drink beer. And fall asleep and drop your phone in the hole. But it's so much better than that. You also pretend that you're a member of Atlantis and you have this trident in your hand. You feel like a real man. (laughs) These tridents, you know, generally like five prong, six prong tridents, and they have barbed ends. So what you do is you literally take a spear. It has a rope on the end. Yeah, you spear them. And you throw a spear at a fish. Yeah. It doesn't make you feel more, uh, you know, Inuit than that. Trust me. Little primeval there. So you're gonna. Yes. You're, that's what you're gonna be using these big suckers. Big on, suckers yeah, on yeah. top of is a lot of these spearing out, uh, outfits as well. Oh, yes, and they'll use and they, they use them for muskies in the fall too. Sucker minnows. Nice. They'll use them up to three four pounds. They want them three four pounds for them big muskies. Yeah. So what a, a minnow that's three or four pounds. Yes. Lordy. Right. That's that's what we call a quote unquote air quote minnow. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so in. Uh, Minnesota, we have a, a wide variety of fish, but you know some of the more common ones are we mentioned before, like the northern pike. Yeah. But in Minnesota and a lot of Canada, throughout Canada and Alaska, we have a larger variety that looks like a northern pike, called a muskellunge, and they oh. are massive fish. Like oh, I know yeah. you've caught some monsters. What's the biggest one you caught, Hoot? Well, like fifty-one incher, I think. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's a barracuda. Yeah. 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 That's easily you know the size of what you got in your trousers, right, Jimmy? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> wow. We've been here, what, 45 minutes, and I'm already hearing this? Hey, I'm, yeah. you got mad at me for the shrinkage comment. It is cold out. Yeah. It is. No, they get pretty massive. They don't attack people. Don't get uh, afraid that there's sharks in our water. No, but if you said a dock, they have grabbed people's feet already. Well, yeah, that's because they're wearing shiny stuff on their feet. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. the fish. They, they see a movement. They think it's a fish. They'll grab, go for it. Yeah. Right. And lop off your toe. Yeah. Just your toe. Just your toe. Well, mainly because yeah, yeah. they can smell it. And that's why I don't like to go skinny dipping late at night, because they'll lop off my toe. Toe, air yeah. quote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your big toe. Right. <laughs> my favorite toe, <laughs> yeah. actually. So back on the baiting. So when you get these suckers uh, in, you keep them in the, in the flats like you do the leeches? No, see, I have Irving bait. No, but Phil Kepi traps them out for me. Oh, so you just... I plant you, them in the lake, and he traps them out for me and gives me so much a gallon. Well, what did you used to do? We used to trap them ourselves and pond them and then sell them in the spring, yeah. So when you say, quote-unquote, pond them, where's your ponds? Like, you have ponds oh, you, you, just pick, you, you just pick a pond out, yeah. You store them. For, you, you, sometimes you aerate the lake to keep them alive till spring, you know. They sell better in the spring, yeah, in the, you know, in early summer. How do you aerate a pond? Put air, you know, you put a deal in it, it blows air, you know, keeps them alive. So you get, like, a big pond and then a stone? A big yeah, pond yep, pump. yep, yep, yeah, pump. 
and just throw it out there. You watch it fizz, and you're, yeah, you're yeah, good yeah, to go. Yeah, it keeps the hole open, yeah. It keeps the hole open. So it must be a pond at least close by to electricity. Yep, yeah, we got electricity, yeah. We're learning so much. And are, are these man-made ponds, or do you have a license to use, like, any natural... No, no, we got a license to lake, too, we have for minerals, yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So... And so with, I know you got questions, Jimmy. Hit well, them up. Well, I know that. So, so when you're when you're selling minnows, you're, you're not counting minnows one, two, three. No, it goes by the gallon. Goes by the gallon. Goes by the quart or the or. No, it's usually a gallon. Yeah, use a gallon. Gallon and, or dozens. Yeah. And so, are they different sizes? Or are they? Is no, no, they're different sizes. Yeah. And so it, you just sell like an assorted variety. Yep, yeah, usually sell them, but usually are kind of one size per lake. You know, yeah, they'll kind of be one size. Yeah. Okay, and so then you just, it, it, when you say a gallon, it, it's a gallon of fish with a little bit of water in it, correct? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, it's kind of like how they sell crickets, too. When, when you're buying crickets uh, by the thousand, they don't count a thousand crickets out at, at the cricket farms and stuff. They take a, uh, a container and... No, zero. Well, they sell minnows. They got like a, a five-gallon pail. They got black lines in them. Yep. Everyone's a gallon. You put two gallons of water in, then you fill to the top, then you got three gallons of minnows. Okay. Yep. So they've yeah. done the homework. They've done the homework. Yeah, same yeah, thing yeah. with the crickets and stuff too. Yeah, they yeah. actually, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, they'll grab twenty five crickets and they'll weigh them, and and then they'll they'll yeah. just do the multiplication a thousand to weigh this many, and then oh, off, I know, yeah, off they yes, go. Yes, yes. We'll see. Back in the fifties, they hired a bunch of Asians to do that math math for them. <laughs> <laughs> you just killed our whole Asian listener yeah. population. Hey, I complimented them. They're good. They're better than me at math. Everybody's better than yeah. you at math. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, you told me the other day you thought you were 140 pounds. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm close. All right, leave me alone. Yeah. They put the other foot on this. I lost a lot of weight when I cut <laughs> fat off my fingers. That's right. Right. Yeah, there you go. All right, so you do a variety of different minnows, but mainly it's suckers that yeah, you've done yes, done yes. in the past. Yeah. What other things have you bait and again, even trapped in the past? That's about it. What? Mud puppies. Mud puppies. Yeah. So let's not, not anymore, though. No, not anymore. But so for those that don't know, let's talk first about what's the mud, a mud puppy. What's a mud puppy? Because most people don't know. Like a big salamander, basically. Yeah. So for the aquarium hobby, we know a lot of these species as axolotls, and axolotls are generally um, from Mexico. They're a lot smaller, and they come in assortment of colors over the years for the aquarium trade. You know, pinks, dark purples. They do come oh, yeah, in blacks yeah. and browns. Um, a mud puppy is a wild larger variety of an axolotl they're called nectaris is a scientific name yeah they're huge they grow 13 14 inches a big one really yeah. they're brown with uh, darker spots and they have beautiful red fluffy crests for yeah, their gills yes yes so an axolotl you'll get to see the the gills pop out these look like they have a pom-pom around their their neck like a hawaiian lei there's so much gills. Yeah, yes, yes. And they are spread throughout uh, different places in North America, but no one gets to see them because they're a very deep species. Yes, they, they just come out in the wintertime. They're not active in the summer. they got to have a cold, yeah. They have a real real cold, and they're to the bottom of the lake. So yes. you only get to trap them when you used to trap them. Yeah, through the ice, yeah. Through the ice. So what did you trap them for? They're not used for bait. No research. They dissect them and stuff, yeah. So colleges. You, you use them for colleges. They... Now, a lot of the salamander species, for those that are listening, colleges use them not only for dissection uh, experiments, but more importantly, they use them because these type of species, like axolotls or salamanders, are extraordinarily susceptible to any chemical composition. No, they can't take a lot of pollution, no. So if there's pollution to be studied in an area, they yeah, generally yeah. purchase from a bait expert such as hoot, yeah. mud puppies or species like them to see exactly what they're absorbing, because if they're absorbing it, 
they know toxins are there. Yes, 100%. So over the years, when did you start? Did your dad start uh, capturing mud puppies? How did this conversation go? See, my, my daddy worked for a guy who tried mud puppies. He tried mud puppies for a guy who did it. That's how we got started. The yeah. shoe in, he knew about yeah, it. Yes. So then he figured, I'll do it my own way. I work for him, I'll go on my own and do it. So did he already know the contacts? He knew the schools and contacted oh, yeah, the yeah, schools? yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, hey, no, I got mud puppies. No, no, it ain't schools. We sell to one big, that's called NASCO in Wisconsin. Gotcha, and they distribute yeah, from they there. They distribute from there, yeah. So, so how do you trap a mud puppy? Just a plain old minnow trap. Put some dead minnows in there. Come put the dead minnows in. Okay. So You saw a the ice, put the traps under the ice. and they Now, let's explain a minnow trap to the audience, because half of these people have not ever trapped anything uh, live in nature. So yeah. the traditional minnow trap, and please correct me or yes. I'm wrong, is a, a round cylinder. And the ends have cones that are pointed into the cylinder. Yes. So the idea is when a minnow is swimming along and smells bait that's in a, in a trap, they swim through the cone. Yep, then it can't get back out. And they can't get back out because the hole's so small and there might be a little current in the water. Yeah, they're yeah. not going to swim back out. Well, bare few will, but... Right. No, no. You're going to lose some, but the majority oh, are right. still oh, going to be... Oh, God. I said 90% stay in there, yeah. So... As far as these minnow traps, you've used big, small. What do you use for bait? The same type of bait? No, just dead minnows. Just throw dead minnows yep, in there. Yep, yep. So you catch minnows with minnows. Yeah, yeah. That's that's cannibalism, Hoot. How could you? No, 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 no yeah. Well, well, so it is, I guess. <laughs> that's that's cir- nature. <laughs> it's a circle <laughs> yeah, of life. Yeah. yeah. Circle of life. Circle of life. Yeah. So just whatever basically you have on hand. What other things can you use for a minnow? Like, I know people that uh, in the aquarium hobby, it's really common. In southern states, they have killifish. They're American yeah, yeah, type of yeah. minnow, and they collect them using minnow traps. So what would you uh, recommend for other solutions if they don't have dead minnows floating around to bait with? Oh, people use chicken feed, anything like that. So chicken feed, bread. Crush crackers up, cream of wheat, anything like that. Literally any food substance you can put yes, in the water. Yes. Old Kentucky Fried Chicken. Dog food even works. There you go. Anything. Grind up anything. Yeah. Literal dog food. Yes. Just don't pollute your water, you know. Don't put that uh, Chunky's Campbell uh, chili in there or whatever it is. <laughs> no, no. It might go through the trap. You don't know. You don't know. It'll give him heartburn. Chili sometimes goes right through me. <laughs> it's going to go through the trap. That's, that's right. Sure. Yes. <laughs> so the the traps that you're using are, are much must be much bigger because you're talking some... I, I saw the mud puppies here three years ago when we were here. Yeah, yeah. So those traps must be a lot bigger. How big of a hole do you have to pop in the ice to get, be able to get these in and out? Like a... Four by four, four foot by four foot about. Okay, so you're actually cutting squares in the ice. Yeah, yeah, like like a spear hole or like maybe spear and fish, about the same size, yeah. Now, I mean, it's so extremely cold here, so do you have to go out there and chip the ice in the morning to get them out? Yeah, yeah. He rechains us. That's what he does. Oh, you do? Yeah. So then you can put a carpet on top of the hole and put the snow on top so it don't freeze so much, too. Okay, and that's a good way to trap Bigfoot. There you go, yeah. Right through the hole? Right through the hole. He'll make, it'll be... Bigfoot lollipop. There we go. Then you can there you go, yeah. Because I know, you know, we, we, we interviewed the Minnesota DNR, and, and they're they're holding back on me. I'm, I mean, I know we got Bigfoot out here somewhere, and they're just not telling me where he's at. So I think we'll catch him. You'll find him. We'll catch him. Yeah, yeah. Find him. So you cut a, hole, a four by four hole, you drop the trap in, and then where do you put the line? You just chip it into the ice above? No, then you hook them out. You got to stick with a hook on. Oh, so you just so you put them in shallow water. The shallower the better. See, they're always in shallow water. You so in right the winter out. they come out, they come shallow. Yep, they're always shallow. Yeah. So in the summer they go back down to the deep and bury yep, themselves. Yep, deep is coolest part of the lake. Hibernate in summer. They do. That's yeah. a weird creature. Yes. So I think Hoot has been studying hobbit puppies for years to see if he can get some antifreeze out of their blood. Yes. 
I'm still working on it. His little experiments. Yes. It's called Jack Daniels. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you guys have been capturing mud puppies, and over the years, you know, you've caught a few ind- individuals. I saw that you had, once upon a time, a mud puppy albino mount in your, in yes. your living room. I think my um, nephew, where he ruined it, I think he broke it all to pieces. Not mother. I think no. it's gone. I think it's gone, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cry. So to find an albino species in nature is, is crazy. It's not like an axolotl where you may find a few, especially down the trade. They're literally bred as albinos. Yeah. Finding a mud puppy, you said in your career, what, four you've ever I'd seen? I'd say four or five, yeah. In 45 years. In yeah, 45 yes, years. Yes. That, uh, that is literally finding the one lump of coal. You know, in an ocean. And backing up when you're talking about albinos earlier, we talked about that you've actually found albino leeches. Oh yeah, yes. And one lake, couple lakes got them. Yeah. And so are are they a bright white? Are they more of a pink? More of a pink, pinkish white. Yeah. Pinkish white. You get more money for those? No. What? So corner of the market. You know, pay uh, if they're doing twelve dollars a pound. You could do uh, thirty. Easy. Yeah, you you might get a pound in your lifetime, so it's not that big a deal. You know. Oh. Well, see, then you could charge even more. Yeah. So do, yeah you have, out of bounds. So do you have any of those albino leeches mounted on the no, wall? No, no, no. None of those? No, okay, no. so we can't see those. No, he no. just stuck them to his skin to see uh, how long it takes before they turn red. Yeah, after right. they suck all your blood out of you. Indeed. Well, yes. wait, Jimmy, you must remember, when you were a kid, did they still use those as medical treatments? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that wasn't very nice. They're like, Jimmy, your face, it looks ugly. Here, put some leeches on it. Yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> what's really crazy is that they are now using leeches in the medical profession. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. They call it medicine leech, that red-bellied one, yeah. Yeah, and so they're actually... No, they I, are, This yeah. is still happening. All right. Yes. <clears throat> this, is, this is true medical hospitals that are doing this to get toxins and poisons out of people's sores and or um, open yeah. wounds. But, yes. but you didn't catch what Hoot said. Like, what? He seemed like he knew this. Like, he's used it on himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had like a, like a swelling and you no, put No, not yet, no. No? <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I actually saw that on, on the Discovery Channel not that long ago. No, they, they, they put maggots on a sore and they put maggots on it to eat all the dead meat off. Right. They'll actually yeah, take, yeah, yeah. Take, take fly maggots and yes. put, put it in there. Yes, I, I should have put a not safe for work warning on this. I mean, that's, <laughs> that sounds like uh, what you had for breakfast. Maggots? Oh, excuse me. You had Cheerios. <laughs> wow. You're working on your cholesterol. You know, yeah. I, I got a feeling that HR is going to have us uh, in for a meeting on Monday, you know, after after all this. You know, we're getting a lot more listens, and this company is definitely growing. I did not expect to have HR this soon, but uh, we'll, we'll be talking with them in a future podcast, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you will. They're going to yeah. need to have a public broadcast apologizing to our listeners. Yeah. We, we should just apologize <laughs> to everybody in general, and that would just cover it all. It. Yeah. I, I'm really, really sorry. Especially about that whole uh, Chinese <laughs> or Asians are good at uh, math thing. But they are. They are. <laughs> All right. So when over the years you've seen and you told me this uh, before the podcast, yeah, yeah, so yeah. don't let me paraphrase. But you told me that over the years you've been trapping mud puppies and certain years have certainly seen less and less population. But yes. the last years that you've been trapping mud puppies, the populations have gone down um, exponentially. Now, yes, yes. You have a theory. And you could tell us more about it, uh, about chemicals? Yeah, I heard that they can't take a lot of pollution, yeah. So when you're trapping these, you told me before that any time that you had a lake that was close by a farmer's field or something that they treated, sure enough, you would see a lot less or no mud puppies at all. No, no, see, see a mud puppy, they've got to be in fish lakes. You know, they got to be in big fish lakes, deep fish lakes, yeah. So they're certainly uh, getting uh, affected by, by toxins, and now they're on the endangered species list. Uh, that's what I heard, yeah. So when did the DNR say, you know, who you got to quit doing this? It was this year, yeah. This year? Yes. First year? Yep. We missed out. We could have got a couple more last year. Shame, shame. 
Jimmy's you, crying. And you used to you used to uh, harvest thousands of mud puppies. Oh yeah, shit. And and the universities would take them. Um, oh yeah, years ago we sold up to forty thousand on my year. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a lot of zeros. Forty. Forty thousand. Yeah, years ago we did. And so, and when you when you sell mud puppies, do you sell them by the count, by the each, by the piece, yeah. by the piece and stuff. So that must be a lot of fun counting all those. Oh, you know, I usually count them as you're done by the trap. You count them. So okay. who comes? Did they come pick them up? Well, see, Phil Keppy hauls minnows out to Wisconsin, so we take. Oh, so you know, the same so bait distributed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he hauls them out there for me. Yeah. And and how do you how do you haul mud puppies? I mean, you got to keep them in cold water. I'm assuming you have to keep them in fresh water. Yeah, as long as they're cold, cold. Yeah. Long so they got to have a cold. So you can put a lot of mud puppies in there. Don't, don't really necessarily have to worry so much about oxygen. No, no, God, no, 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 no. They're they're ten times tougher than a minnow. Yeah. Okay. So we've kept uh, mud puppies in the past, and we recommend that if you're going to keep a mud puppy, number one, they're going because you're going to keep them in a warmer climate. They're used to. They're they only come out in the winter and yes. hibernate in the summer because it's too warm. Yeah. Take that. Take that just a moment in your brain. So when you take these indoors, you run a chiller. You know, we have in our episode 11 tips, tricks, and hacks. We have how to make a cheap chiller and keep them cold at all times, and you'll have a great mud puppy. But they're also, they have a lot of waste, so make sure you have filtration and do a lot of water yes, changes. Yes, they're very to, dirty, yeah. To handle the bio load in the tank. Yeah. Otherwise, they're very rewarding. They're much like an, a giant axolotl. They behave the same in the tank. And we've had uh, a few through Hoot in the, in the past for certain customers that have wanted them. But now they're yeah. no longer available. Not uh, not not through here, but there may be another state where it's uh, where it's legal. You find them if you. Oh, do I know they're in Wisconsin. I think too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. So if you do see them, uh, if you are able to purchase them. Make sure to keep them cold. Delicious. Yes, that's the main thing. Yeah. Right. Have you ever have you ever, have you ever eaten a mud puppy? No. Have you ever eaten leeches? No. Not, not on purpose, no. right? No. The. Uh, <laughs> on, on my route up north, um, ran into there's a place up up north called Bart's Bait. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And anyway, um, I know these guys pretty well. A couple of summers ago, I was up there and they invited me to sit down and have coffee with them. I was in there delivering for my full time job. I was in there delivering, and who was there but Mike Rowe? And Mike Rowe was with them. Yeah, I seen this show. Yeah. Yep. And Mike Rowe has done three shows here. In our in our twenty mile square radius, right from where we're sitting, yeah. I don't think he's done mud puppies. I'm just saying, he's not get done, back he, on it. He's not done mud puppies. He's come up here. No, he, no. he went with Bart Spade and, uh, and yeah, I've seen that collected leeches, and at, at the end they ate leeches. Yeah, uh, I've seen that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Little crazy. I wouldn't do that. Uh, they put him no. in a frying pan. He also Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs has also been up here uh, collecting turkey semen. Uh, from the turkey farms up here, quit laughing at me, Rob, just because I said semen. I just feel like that was like your high school, you know, summer job. Yeah. God. <laughs> and and the third, thing that, the third thing that he did up here, he came up here with uh, Mr. Gary Thompson, who uh, yeah. is a scuba dive guy who goes out and collects your your truck or your car from the bottom of the lake when it falls through the ice. Yes. And it is not cheap. When, when your car falls through the no, ice. thousands of dollars. Yeah. Thou- tens of thousands. Yeah. Because, um, first of all, you have to uh, get it out in a certain amount of time. Uh, the DNR start finding you per day. Oh, God, yes. As your, too, yeah. as your gasoline, you know, your car sitting at the bottom of the lake, your gasoline. Oil and shit. Yeah. And oil and stuff is, is getting into the system. So they find you per day. So you got to get out of there pretty quick. Yes. These guys don't work for free. So you have to hire a scuba diver who goes down oh. there. Yes. and hooks up and gary thompson has developed a a racking system where they actually pull it up off the floor put this rack on it so then they pull it up through the ice with a winch yes yes and then they can the the car just kind of comes popping out and yeah, yeah. here in minnesota most insurance companies now will not insure your car if it goes no, through no, the ice no, no they won't no. so if you and when you go out on the ice out here in minnesota 
every vehicle you see is a thirty to fifty thousand dollar pickup truck pulling another thirty or forty thousand dollar ice house. Yeah. And so you know, a lot of these guys out there got seventy five, eighty thousand dollars worth of equipment, and it goes through the ice. And now it just costs you ten thousand dollars to probably get it out of the ice. Yes. And the insurance company is not going to pay for it. So and your truck um, is basically ruined too. Yeah, know? everything's ruined. I mean, yeah. so anyway, uh, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs, really nice guy. But I got to visit with him and have coffee with him a little bit. And I asked him how the leeching was, and he goes, "I've never seen mosquitoes so damn big in all my life." Yeah, I believe that. And if if you watch Dirty Jobs, um, his I'm trying to think of the guy's name, his cameraman that he, he's always a uh, Barsky that he talks about. He's from the tri-state area here and so that's why they come up here so often okay, they have, yeah, they have yeah. family and they come up here and they drink beer and raise heck so oh there you go yeah so that was off on a tangent that was a good tangent a good though. tangent i just want to give you some information but i mean yes. we need micro on the app uh show someday you know along with our other people like yeah uh, he, he's got nothing else going on other than voiceovers for everything you see on discovery no, he's a history. public he's yeah. a public speaker he advocates for the uh the working man he does a lot of uh stuff politically trying to you know yeah, incentivize yeah. people just going out and getting a job <laughs> yeah, he works for labor uh, big time. Like he yeah. does TED talks, all kinds of goodies. So yeah, and then he does. He's a, found his niche. Oh, and then he does a tremendous amount of voiceovers for everything Ford. you see in Discovery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what's the uh, the appeal crab when they're out crabbing out on the? Uh, Wait, I'm confused. Is that new tattoo on your derriere, micro, and you just been hiding it the whole time? No. No. Who is it? <laughs> it, it says Robbie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sucks. You do. Oh. It says Robbie sucks. My yeah. my tattoo says Robbie sucks. I should have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Misdirection yeah. coming. Yeah, exactly. So back yeah. to the to the the bait game, right? Shout out to Micro. Yeah. <laughs> Call us. You're man crushing. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. He's a nice guy. He's not a bad looking no, fellow. I wouldn't doubt it. If I wasn't married, I no. Nah, never mind. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> I don't know where to go from this. So. Back to the, the bait, right? Let's talk about how this information helps the Aquarius because we're an Aquarium Guys podcast talking about the bait business. Yes. So I hear a ton of people trying to purchase bait from bait stores to either have as a pet or, worse, feed their feed their critters. So yes. if you get minnows, what are some of the, the parasites that you see in like capturing minnows? What, what's some of the issues you see out and about? Boy, not a whole lot well, with what minnows. Are the, what are those no. black spots you see all over fish? Boy, I don't. Exactly. I never really checked into it that much, yeah. So if you go to a... Because I think it's a parasite type deal. Yeah, parasite worms. If you go to a bait store, check... It, the one thing you can do is check your fish because some of the parasites you won't be able to see in any fish. Oh, I know There's that, There's yeah, little yeah. white uh, fish when you cut them and fillet them, but bait minnows especially are really susceptible. There's these black spots you see on any native lake. Oh, that yeah. shows that they're peppered with parasites that you're transferring to your tropical fish. Oh, yes. Some people say cormorants. They poop in the lake and then they... That's where they get them from, too, I heard. Right. Cormorants being the, the large birds. Yeah, yes, yes. They, they, they spread... Not uh, the people from Cormorant Lake down the no, street. No, 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 no. Well, they spread parasites. Yeah, They're yeah. kept certainly in cold water, but they're not fed. Yeah, they yeah. may have diseases and that their tropical fish don't have. So I don't recommend trying to capture minnows to feed to your Oscars or anything else. Yeah. Instead, the benefits of this is leeches. Leeches have, uh, are a fantastic way to feed some of your carnivores, especially your predators. Oh, God, yeah. Leeches don't carry near as many diseases, especially when they're harvested so uh, early and smaller sizes. Oh, yeah, they're yes. kept in a lot of cold water. And when they're in bait shops, they're kept in refrigerators, so they, they last quite a long time. So if you want to go ahead and catch your own leeches, uh, leeches, here's the methods that I recommend. Again, every time you do anything live, it's at your own risk. There may be diseases, but there's less, less risk with leeches. So if you want to... Make yourself an accordion trap. Yeah, trap yeah. yourself some leeches in some uh, local area. Yeah. Check your traps every 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, yes. And make sure you're not leaving live leeches in your tank. 
cut them in pieces and feed your fish. A live leech stuck to your fish in their gill will kill oh, fish. Oh, yeah, definitely kill them. Yeah. Certainly, uh, give that a go. Now, do you have any trade secrets? You told me about this this trap. I'm, I'm, you gotta you gotta give up, man. See, the deal is, bait experts aren't listening to our podcast, right? Only aquarium people. No, I won't give that out. No. No, not your. Tra- <laughs> so, is there any other trade secrets you're willing to to share with the crowd? Not really, no. Pretty bad. <laughs> no? Come on, man. I brought a case of beer. No, it's going to take a lot more than that. <laughs> I told you we should have brought some hookers. I just told you that. Every, yeah. I thought you meant tackle. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Specify next time, Jimmy. There yeah. we go. There we go. Next time. Specify. <laughs> so also, when you're if you're grabbing minnows and you're, and you're putting them in your tank, your tank is going to probably be 25 to 30 degrees warmer than the minnows where they're kept. So... Anything that the, those minnows have for parasites are going to just multiply so much faster in the warmer water. I mean, even if you acclimate, yeah, for sure. you're talking, you said 48 degrees. And this is decently common that people have wells when they bring in the, <coughs> yeah. the bait business. So you said 48 degrees. Yes, I think that's what it is. Yeah, yes. And everybody's just using cold water in the bait stores. So even if you acclimate, you're talking from complete hibernation status all yes. the way till 80 degrees in your aquarium. Yes. Even if you acclimate, you're going to have to take days to acclimate to get that to work. Don't use minnows, number one. And uh, if you're going to try, try with uh, try with leeches. So is there any other types of traps, since you can't tell us your secret recipe? You have an accordion trap. Is there any other traps you can share? No, you can also take a coffee can, you know. So what will you do with a coffee can? And So you this is like a Folgers big... Yeah, yeah, it's a coffee can. Maxwell House coffee can. So you just put you, you can put some grass and you, you'll, you'll put some bait in your back. Put a, put a half a kidney in the can and put some grass in it. And then crush the can. Crush it. Oh, so flatten the top. Yeah, flatten the top out, yeah. So then, you have just a little slit they go in. Yeah, yeah. Then they'll go in there. You put some grass in there. They stay in the stick in the grass and shit, yeah. So the idea yeah. that you're trying to do with the coffee can is yeah. when you collapse it, you're trying to keep predators, big predators, yeah, yeah. from not getting the Then you, we want to keep it darker so they'll stay in there too. It's darker, you know. So the leeches love the love the dark. They love uh, yes, yes. The, the tightness, the closeness. And then just make sure to have a piece of foam or something that floats to mark it. Yep, yes. Oh, you can also take like a pie tin, fold it in half, put a couple clothespins. That'll work too. I want pie all of a sudden. No, see that works? No, around pie tin, you fold it together and put a couple clothespins, put your bait in there, and they crawl through the crack and they're in there. So what's some of the worst designs that you don't recommend people do that they've done commonly? That's well. That's well, the only way to trap them, really. That's it? I, I just said it yeah, pretty much. Then some people use a bag, a plastic bag. They'll cut slits in a bag. Just like a Ziploc bag? Well, then like a, like a little garbage bag, you know? They'll cut holes in there. They'll call through the holes into the bag. Well, you put bait in the bag, yeah. Uh, I do not recommend that. I mean, no, that no, that's that's a you, you'll get some, but it's a hard way to do it. You're yeah. asking for like plastic pieces breaking off. Yes, yes, it's not a very good way to do it. No. So other floats that you see, you can go to your local bait store and they have these uh, colored floats that you can purchase if you want to get real fancy with it. In oh yeah, sure, yeah. They yeah. have essentially they look like a, a small like five pound barbell you use for exercise. Yeah. And they have string on them and they're weighted so that you can just drop them and then they'll unravel. Oh, yeah. And yeah. mark where your bait's at. Well, it sounds yeah. like proficient, yeah. Right. So you can certainly purchase those. Those are a few bucks a piece at your local uh, bait store. That's a, a nice way to, to try to try to trap them. So what do you recommend besides, again, I'm trying to, I caught my own leeches. Yeah. How do I take care of my leeches best when I catch them, uh, just for a home user? Because I don't have Just keep a, them clean and cold. Change water every day. Keep them cold and clean. So just put them in a container, put them in the fridge. And there's yes. Room. You don't have to feed them. 
No, you can, but then they, they, they get dirty. You gotta, then you got to change the water more often, yeah. No, to keep them clean and cold is the main thing, yeah. Clean and cold. And now you trap from April until July. Can they be trapped after? Or is there still some after the fact? No, you can get a bear couple, but very few that don't pay to go after them, no. So catch them uh, during that uh, that time. The rest of your, Unless the, you're in the out of Minnesota climate, that is. Yeah. You're in and further north, they'll trap a little later up north towards Canada, yeah. The colder it is, the better it off you are. So yeah, late assuming year, down yeah. south, like Louisiana, you're probably going to get them like, right around now. Well, there, there are no leeches, I don't think, down there. Real leeches. Are I'm not for sure, but that's what I heard. I don't know. Oh, well, we, uh, we need to confirm that. No, you should check into that, yeah. Yeah, you should crawl. Call our friends up in Canada. Well, for those that are in Louisiana, if you're a, a baiter, you know, let us know. And I was about to say masturbator, but um, that's no. that's that. <laughs> Jimmy's giving me the, the look. HR will see you at eight a.m. on on Monday. If you're <laughs> if you're a professional baiter in Louisiana or down south, let us know what the season is uh, for you, or if you even uh, you know have a de- decent population of them. Maybe they're just a cold climate indiv- uh, creature. Who knows? Yes, I think that's how it works. All right, so at the end of every uh, interview, we try to get some fun stories. So yeah. what's some crazy things that have happened to you during this 9 to 5 that you've been doing for 45 years of Boy, baiting? I tipped over one time, yeah. Only once in 45 years you flip a boat? Yes. Did you, what happened? Can you swim? I re- I re- no, I can't. <laughs> so you, Wait, what? So you spend your, your day on the water and you can't swim? No, I can swim to the bottom is about as far as I'll get. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm guessing you probably don't have a life preserver on because you're trying to work on the boat. No, I don't. I got one in the boat usually. But. Yeah, because Minnesota Minnesota law says we have to yes. have a, a, yeah, a yeah. I got one all the time. Yes. A life vest on on the boat, but you don't have to wear it. Yeah, but it has to be within oh, yeah, arm's reach. Yeah. No, I reached for a barber too far. It went too far over, and a boat came right on top of me, and it went out. I had to dig up under the boat, and it was up to my neck. So. Oh, so you're able to stand up? Yes, barely. So you flip the boat once, and you're yes. like, "Never, ever again! I don't want to go through swimming lessons." No, no. no. And, and so when you finally got yourself to shore and you took off your clothes, do you have any leeches hanging off your body? No, I didn't. Actually, the, the leeches they never did spill. So he saved. Is, well, he's. I saved guy, the leeches. I saved, saved the leeches. leeches. It's like saving a beer when you fall out of the boat. That's right. Yeah. Save your beer, and you're good. He's that guy to party. Where he'll do a somersault and yet not a drop will drop. Don't spill a beer. Yeah. See, I tipped over the pail. Leeches must have hit the water just right. They were sitting just on the bottom. They were sitting on the bottom of the lake. We were all in the pail yet. That that's some skills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's some skills. Yes. No, that's about all that ever happened. Nothing else exciting happens. No. As Bigfoot watches him through the trees. Absolutely. All day long. Yes. So, do you have any uh, tips now for those that, uh, especially kids that are trying to, you know, catch minnows for the first time? Yeah. You know, built their own minnow cage, and you can look these up. You can buy them off of Amazon. These are not something that you have to make homemade. No. You can no. buy minnow traps of any size, and it's a very rewarding uh, pastime. But check your local DNR to see the legalities if you have to purchase a license, yes. and uh, you know, see what's right in your state and county. But uh, most people that do this, you know, kids or aquarium oh, yeah, hobbyists, yeah, yeah. you know, what do you recommend? You, you talked about bait, but placement, just anywhere in a uh, crick or stream, or do you have any? Uh, no, pretty much anywhere. You throw it there, there, they'll come in. They'll come for that feed. Yeah, if you so throw the trap in. Yeah. As long as it's baited. Got to have it baited. Yeah, but so you, you don't always got to have it baited either. They'll swim in there by accident, too. Yeah. Depends how many minnows is there, yeah. Now, is there a certain time of year you recommend that minnows are moving uh, up above Usually in the spring, spring when the water first warms up is the best, I'd say. So if but you will get some all year long, yeah. If you're in a frosty area, right, ice yeah. melted up, you finally hit 50 degrees, start yeah. throwing traps out. Oh, man, yes. No, they'll, they'll swim under the ice. You can trap under the ice, too. It'll work. You'll get some, yeah. No, you can basically trap a minnow any time of the year. 
Now, I hear people that have purchased special gear to catch small minnows on a rod and reel. Have you ever seen that or done that yourself? No, oh, I heard about people doing it. Yeah, they'll go after the big shiner minnows in a river chubs and stuff. Yeah. I think they just do a tiny hook. Yeah. No, they'll bite. Yeah. I don't have that kind of time on my hands. We, we talked with uh, Sean yeah. Kramer. He has a 2,000 gallon saltwater aquarium. He's on episode, I think it was 19. And yeah. he actually purchased some bait equipment. To catch certain <laughs> from overseas, yeah. yeah. I mean, he he he'd gone well, it's it. cheaper in China. Everything on wish.com, yeah, right by on. the way. If you want to sponsor us, give us a call, yeah. <laughs> um, he purchased them and used this bait equipment essentially to catch some rogue fish in his tank because yeah. you he can't a, catch he, it's it's a 20 foot tank, you're right, not going right. to sit there into the net and chase a fish across <laughs> 20 foot tank, yeah. yeah. He, he has a what 2,000 gallon tank full of corals. And you don't, you don't want to disrupt the corals because a lot of the corals, oh, yeah, yeah, a lot sure, of the corals yeah. are worth fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a piece. Wow, yeah, for sure. So what? A, what's the average price? Because the thing that you catch on those are generally bigger shiners or dace. Yeah, so what's yeah. the price you get for, uh, for for catching big dace around the Minnesota, or around these times? Boy, nobody really traps a lot of them, do it seems. Because they'll jump More out money. of money. See, they jump out of the tank. They'll jump out of the tank. Too. They'll jump out of the water. Also, bait stores don't want to keep them because they, well, they will, but it's, they're kind of a pain, yeah. They're paying the rear end. Then, then, then it's hard to get a lot of them. You can't always get a lot of them either. So if someone were to catch them, what price would you get? Boy, maybe 30 bucks a gallon or 40 maybe. That's insane. I mean, a gallon takes a long time to get, but yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. See, there's never a whole lot of them to it, it seems, yeah. So kids, if you're listening and uh, it's legal in your state and you ask mom's permission, you can uh, you can sell the minnows you catch. Look at that. Yes. I, I think I told you the story about when uh, we were down in Florida. We went to a, a, a place, Norton's Tampa Bay Fisheries, and we were, we were sitting there visiting with the owner and his son, and uh, we're just getting ready to leave. And, and, and uh, he goes, well, if you guys want to stay here a little bit more, you can help us sort Plico eggs. Yeah, and, whatever that is. And <laughs> Plicos are, are, are the sucker fish <laughs> you see in aquariums. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so we're, we're sitting there for... About a half hour and two little S10 pickups, brand new yeah. S10 pickups pulled up and they had about 12 or probably 14 five-gallon buckets in there. Yeah. And each bucket had a cluster of eggs. Yeah, wow. Now, in the state of Florida, there's so many... Uh, Invasive species. Oh, yeah, right. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. But these guys are all uh, raising their fish in ponds. And, okay, yeah. and so when they drain the ponds, they have a little tractor with a huge pump that pumps the water out of the ponds into the natural waterway system. So oh, yeah. there's always some fish that get in there. So yeah, in the natural yeah. water systems now, there's, there's swordtails, there's platies, there's guppies. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And you can stand by, stand by the rivers. If you go to the right area, you can see all this stuff. So these oh, young yeah. guys came up and they had five-gallon buckets. They had these bright clusters of eggs, probably oh, yeah. the size of... I would say a golf ball, baseball, and softball. Oh, and what yeah. we we did is we sat there and sorted them out in different sizes. And these kids were paid ten, fifteen, and twenty five yeah, dollars yeah. per cluster. Yeah, wow. And the owner said to me, he goes, "Yeah, he goes. These guys do this every Saturday. They go out in the natural water systems. They they uh, plecos burrow into the dirt, into the river okay, system. Yeah, yeah. So they go the, out in the river system where there is water moccasins and the crocs." Uh, alligators whatever they are so yeah, put yeah. yourself in that spot right some guy says i'll pay you a ton of money i'm gonna give you a small pickup but you have to go into a yeah. venomous you know alligator infested river reach in the mud banks where these things burrow no, not and pull me. out handfuls yeah. of eggs yeah so See, that's why you don't swim no yeah. no, no. <laughs> i want to stay alive yeah you've heard these horror stories <laughs> yeah so we stayed for about two hours and my buddy mark and i were there and we helped no. sort out the eggs and stuff and it gets all done. He wrote about a check for about $1,400. Wow. 
Wow. And that's what they made on a Saturday morning, these two brothers. And like when he said that he paid for these trucks, he goes, this money that I give them every Saturday, they went out and bought brand new trucks and they're in high school. Yes. I mean, what a great side gig these kids have. Yeah. Because, you know, it's so much easier to get uh, some stuff in the wild like that, like the Pleco eggs, you know. Oh, yeah. They don't naturally uh, ever really breed in a, uh, per se, aquarium tank. Plus, they're such dirty little suckers. I mean, they, they're so filthy uh, for the amount of waste that they produce, and but yet they're still uh, desired by the aquarium societies. Yes, yes. You know, so yeah, I mean, so people get these side gigs and go out and, and collect stuff in the wild, and yeah, there's a lot of money in it. All right. Yes. So some of the last questions I want to ask you is, you know, what would you recommend to someone that wants to start a bait business in this day and age? You know, what are some of the changes you've seen, and uh, you know, what are some of the, the best things to do? That you've, uh, you, you would uh, well, recommend to talent. them. It's getting more and more regulations every year. You so, know, I see in years of coming, there might not be no live bait. You know, no. What? No live bait? You never know. It's possible, yeah. So do you expect that it's going to transition to farming bait? Because bait's, bait's got to be around, right? I know 100%, yeah, yes. It's just hard to say, yeah. Because yeah, down in the, in the southern United States, there's a lot of a lot of bait farms that. Oh, yeah, they raise them. You know, the, the, the licks don't freeze. Oh, it's easier to do, yeah. Right. Yes. Well, they have yes. like the rosy reds. I mean Correct. that's that's technically yes. what they treat as a bait bait mineral, yeah, yeah, right. And that's that's a farm deal. So that's where you think it's yeah, going to yeah. transition to. Then it's hard to get into the bait business, you know, because all the lakes are taken up to the state. It'll be it'll be hard to just go get into it if you're not, you know. Yeah, if you if you have a ton of money and and you want to go buy the land and do the excavating and dig your ponds and and do all that stuff, you're, you're better off putting your money in your four hundred one k. Honestly, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like I see, all the lakes are taken up for years already. You know, there's no lakes. You know, it's hard to find a lake to raise minnows. And this means something. So just to give you guys perspective, again, from Minnesota, they say the land of 10,000 lakes. We have around 18,000 registered lakes, much less the other small bodies of water all over that aren't marked. Oh, God, So saying, you saying, especially in the heart of Minnesota, that the lakes are all taken. Pretty much, yeah. You know for a fact that that's, you could take that to the bank. Oh, 100%. So if you're looking to get in the bait business, contact Hoot Becker, and he's willing to sell you his bait business for $1.5 million. Anytime. Right. Give me a call. Cash only. (laughs) Non-sequential bills. In a briefcase. In a briefcase. We'll meet you behind a a tree and and just give the money to Bigfoot. That smells like glitter. That's right. (laughs) Where you go. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. All right. So any other, uh, anything we missed, do you think, Hoot? Not really. You pretty much covered it all. We did it. We did it all. We finally we got out here and got, got, got hoot on the on that line. and It's time to have a beer, I think. Indeed. Yes. All right. So thanks again, Hoot, for coming out. You now, bet. No problem. It was kind of fun, yeah. If you guys got questions, certainly message us on the Discord we have. Go to AquariumGuys.com at the bottom of the website. You'll find our email address, our telephone number. You can leave us a message and ask directly you know, questions from a, from a beta expert. And uh, we have a Discord. You can talk to us live. And if you have any recommendations of things that you guys want us to do other than kill ourselves, uh, give us a call. Send us an email. We'd be happy to try to uh, find the experts. We'd be happy to uh, find somebody or, or else do the research for us and do a podcast on something uh, new and interesting. Yeah, if we're not the experts, we'll find them. This, this podcast here came from a request from one of our listeners that was asking how to catch leeches, you know, what the uh, behind the scenes is so he can use it for bait for his own fish. So. Yeah, this always surprises me when people come up with stuff and say, hey, why don't you guys yeah. do this? And we're going, oh, really? But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a wide variety of stuff. Um, you know, a lot of podcasts, you'll sit there and just hear facts and, and lots of stuff that you can just actually look up on Wikipedia. We try to make this fun. We try to uh, go out there and find these people 
that uh, that actually have been in the business and stuff. And like we said before, we, we want everybody uh, to learn from other people's mistakes and uh, and we want everybody to get together and help the young Aquarius. The young Aquarius. The young Aquarius. Yeah, that's what we about. You know, we're talking about Discord. We did a podcast earlier this week and on Discord we have such a great group of people that are all helping everybody um, with their questions and stuff. And it's so much easier to learn, learn from somebody else's mistakes. A lot cheaper and a lot less painful. So uh, be good to eat each other out there and let us know what you want to hear. Well, let's kick that outro. Thanks, guys, for listening to this podcast. Please visit us at AquariumGuysPodcast.com and listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're practically Thanks. everywhere. We're on Google. I mean, just go to your favorite place, Pocket Casts. Subscribed. Make sure it gets push notifications directly to your phone. Otherwise, Jim will be crying in his sleep. Can, can I listen to it in the in my treehouse? In your treehouse, in your fish room, even alone at work. What about at my man cave? Especially your man cave. Yeah. Only if Adam's there. No. With feeder guppies. No. no. They're endless. You midget loving <laughs> sucking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll see you next time. <laughs> Later.